Hey everybody, welcome to the True Love Podcast. This time my guest is Freddie Madball. I've known Freddie for probably 15 years, more like maybe 20 years when we first played shows together out here in Europe with Born From Pain and Madball. We did a tour together and slowly but gradually developed a friendship which became stronger when I started tour managing Madball 11 years ago. I decided to do this podcast because I hear Freddie talk about a lot of stuff on interviews and podcasts, but there's also some stuff that we talk about on tour that I never hear him talk about. So I thought we'd touch upon some of those in this episode. Lighter topics like beer, food, and sports. But we also go into things like how touring the world developed him as a person and what his views are on the current corona crisis and the political situation in the U.S., we had a couple of connection problems, so we jump in where we were talking about the current corona crisis, the effects of it, and other factors that might be involved. All right, have a good listen, and here we go. Are we finally all right here or no? I think so. Yeah, good, good. How you been? I'm good, man. How about you? Yeah? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been shaving, I see, huh? Yeah, you know what? I I actually had a little, uh, I'm grown, I, had, I did a little Wolverine beard for my son for Halloween. Oh, yeah? I shaved all this part and I left the chops. So, so it's growing back now. So it kind of looks weird. This is like bigger than this, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you started to look like an old, like an old Latino guy now. Oh yeah. There is no place for the weak here. This is the home of the wicked men. Even if I'm just passing through at any time, my life could end. I would die fighting if I have to. I will bring one of you with me. I am only here for a moment in time. people and it's 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 just definitely it's tactics and i don't think you know it's like saying if you don't think that people in power and people with a lot of money do these kind of things and i think you're it's the same as saying yeah it's like the mob the mob doesn't plan to do more crime you know it, it, it it's really you know i gotta figure out a way to not insult people but it's very gullible of someone if, if they think that you know, these people aren't capable of, of what, what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I fully agree. They're, yeah. They're very, they're very, I don't want to say, you know, anything offensive, but gullible. I'll just, I'll just stick with that word. You're yeah. very gullible if you think everything is like copacetic and everything is like, mm -hmm. you know, I, it, it, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot yeah. going on. And it's not and, that and you're in the state. It's global. It's a global thing that's happening. That's the thing that other people don't realize. You know, when this first kicked off, I had a friend of mine in New York. He said, I said, man, what are they, you know, what's, what's, what's this, what are they up to with this thing now? You know? And he's like, yeah. I was like, it's an election year, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my friend goes, yeah, but the only one who's having an election is us here in America. You don't mm. think it's all somehow 
one thing affects the other, who's in power with trade and all these other factors. You don't think that one thing affects, of course it does. You know, we're mm-hmm. in a very significant, important country. So, yeah, it's going to affect our relationship with Europe, China, whoever else, Australia. You know what I'm saying? So to think that it's, uh, you know, it's like saying that the COVID is just an American thing. It's obviously not. Yeah, no, no, well, no <laughs> it went it from China to Europe to here. You know what I mean? It's silly to think that what's happening is just, it, it's a global issue. You know, and, and, yeah. and it's, it's a power move. In my opinion, it's a massive power move. I don't even, I think it's beyond money. I think it's just people trying to hold on to their power, you know? Mm, yeah, could, could, could very well be. Because, I, I, you know, just, just like with a lot of other stuff that happened, significant things that happened in the, in the past, I cannot, I cannot for 100% because I just don't honestly. I, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. And it feels like one side of, one group of people don't want this to, they don't want any resolution. They don't want anything good to come of it. You know, even when there's therapies and things out there that are obviously helping people and working, and even though the survival rate is 98 or 99 point whatever, they still want everyone to be terrified and they want to make it seem like it's never going to be normal again. And that's mm. that's weird to me. It's like, why do you want to do that? Like, why aren't we working towards a resolution? Exactly. You know, why aren't we working towards getting our various economies going here, in Europe, wherever, why are we working on getting the economies going again and then taking measures to protect those who are more vulnerable? Like common sense shit that we would do with the flu or anything like that. Because if you really break it down, this is, you know, it's, it, it's its own thing, right? It, it exists. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's a virus. It's a thing. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. All, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go that far and say oh this thing doesn't exist at all okay it exists but the reality is if you actually look at the hard numbers it's really not any worse than a really bad flu season you know now you imagine if we shed you imagine if we had a really bad flu season and we shed this much light on the deaths and this much light on the negative aspect of it it would be terrifying yeah, you would never uh, what? have another flu season again. You would go, oh my God, the flu is the worst. We've dealt with the flu forever and ever and ever and ever. So I don't, I don't really get why we're behaving this way with this thing. You know, it, it and, and, and and you know, if I'm really being honest, I don't think the numbers are accurate because at least here in America, there's a lot of false positives with these tests. There's numbers that were like, you know. They're not sure if it was this or if it was that or, you know, they're getting jumbled into one pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't even know that the numbers are even accurate. But let's say for argument's sake, let's say the numbers are accurate that the news is telling. Even still, there's a 99% survival rate. So let's just figure out how to teach people, you know, common sense, good hygiene, and let's keep shit moving. Like, what's the draconian thing about? Like, I don't get this whole. It's it it, it it's weird, man. It's weird. It's all been weird. Yeah. It's like the year. It's a year of coincidences, you know. It's like, and you know, I've, I've, I was just talking to someone and saying, um, someone is also also into a lot of health 
things and they, they do health courses for kids and at schools and in organizations. And I was talking to him too, like you never see anything in the news, not in Holland, not in Germany. Um, or you don't see it, at least you don't see it pushed for government saying to people or organizations, hey people, uh, we don't we don't have a we don't have a medicine, we don't have this, we don't have that, but um, just make sure you eat healthy. Um, make sure you get another vitamins in, make sure you get another uh, minerals in, et cetera, et cetera, just to boost your immune system. I hear no one saying that. Well, there's some people saying that, but it's not coming from the government. It's not coming from um, organizations that seem to be steering this thing. And that's what I think is weird. Wouldn't that be if you have no solutions at all at the moment? Would that not be the thing you tell people? Make sure you Absolutely. boost your immune system because it's the only thing that can help you right now? Stay Would hydrated. you not do that? Yeah, Stay I don't get it. There, there, it's kind of no, weird. There's no positive thing. That's what I meant about. There's no positive resolution with this. They don't want to give you anything to hold on to. Any, yeah. any positive thing to like grasp onto. They want my, to make my, it feel, they want to make it feel like horrible. Yeah. And my <laughs> fear know? with, my fear with it is, is actually that this just a upbeat to something where say, for example, we would kind of return to normal by summer. What is going to happen the next winter? Something comes, some kind of virus that is that three years ago we wouldn't even look twice at. They're gonna they're gonna go into an alarm phase again. Here now everybody go. has to go has to go in precautionary lockdown for a month or whatever. Like we can't keep on doing this. But um, you, 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 where's this gonna logical? You're you're using logical, critical thinking. Yeah. Yeah, where is this going to go? Using, huh? You're using your, your brain, Rob. That's exactly my point. It's just, this is a conditioning thing right now. They're trying to see how much they can get away with with this thing. And then it could become a thing where, like you said, another virus comes around and they'll call it COVID-20. I don't know, whatever they'll call it. And mm -hmm. here we go again. Meanwhile, you know, there's probably a dozen... I know for a fact, I mean, I know a lot of people that had this already, okay? Mm -hmm. And No, it's definitely here. All of them are fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and different people had different reactions, some worse than others. But like mm. what you said, it's like if you take care of yourself, if you, you know, take your, you know, proper, the proper vitamins, water, move, you know, move your body around, keep your body, move, you know, certain measures, you take certain measures, you'll be fine, you know? And it's like, I don't get this whole, it, it, it's, we're, we're conditioning people to be, you know, terrified of this thing. And who knows what they have planned for the future? Like you said, who knows? Who knows? Mm. You know, look how yeah. much they got away with so far. I mean, look how many people are being obedient. And, you know, I mean, the mask thing, the mask, if you look up mask testing, randomized mask testing, which they do for, 10 years, 15, 20 years, they've been doing it for years. It always says the mask doesn't work. It's been saying that before this came, the next test that comes out will probably say the same thing. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, about the mask, I don't have a problem putting a mask on when I have to go into somewhere just out of respect yeah, for people, respect. you know, whatever. Yeah. I do but it to take respect. it. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with and make somebody else feel Right, whatever. If if you could prove to me that the mask was 100% foolproof worked, then I might I might give you the benefit of the doubt a little bit. But the reality, 95 mask is foolproof. I mean, 
the size of the viruses. You you were cut out again here. I yeah. I don't think okay. I have half of what you just said. So, uh, well, whatever. I, I I don't. I just I don't. I don't buy any of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 hard. Yeah, and it's like I said, you said it too. I mean, um, there's definitely some, there's definitely something, there's definitely a virus, and people react different to it. There's a lot going on. Did you go vote? Yeah. I won't. I won't <laughs> ask you. I won't ask you what you vote because it's none of my business. But uh, how do you think this election is? I mean, here in Europe, we hear a lot of. Um, well, let me ask, rephrase the question. What in, in Europe, what, what the media tells us is, um, well, obviously Biden won. Um, uh, yeah. Trump's, Trump has been a big baby. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not pro either of these guys. Um, I yeah, think tr Trump, Trump, is a, Trump is an asshole for making, making people feel okay. It's okay to be a racist and a scumbag. Um, But obviously, Joe Biden has a lot of stuff that is that is not in order either. So I mean, it's it's it was like four years ago. You gotta you gotta choose between bad and worse. But what what is your take on the this whole election? Um, well, I, you know, here's the funny thing. You know, coming coming into all this, I was always I growing up, I was always conditioned to think that I should vote democratically. You know. Mm -hmm. um, I only voted once in my life before this, and it was for Obama. Yeah. It was for mm -hmm. Barack Obama. You know, I liked the idea of him. I, you know, it was uh, you know kind of having a minority face in the White House. He was a smooth talker. He was intelligent. Blah blah blah. I fell for the whole thing like everyone else. You know, if you actually look at some of the things he did as a president, he actually did not do us. Uh, very good as a country, mm. you know, but he has a way of talking his way through all that, you know, he was just so, so charismatic and well liked that Obama was one of those kind of people that could do no wrong, you know, even though he's yeah. doing wrong right in front of your face. I mean, he was bombing the Middle East every other day. You know, he was he was doing horrible trade deals that were like putting business, you know, putting many businesses out of work giving up jobs to a lot of people where people needed them here at home. And you know what I mean? Like if you really look at what he did, you know, the pros and cons of, of, you know, that administration, it really was not good at all. And it really was, you know, you, you, when you, when, when I voted for him, I thought it was going to be a big, you know, you know, change. That was the whole theme. You know, it was like mm -hmm. change, change, change. It wasn't any change. If anything, it changed for the worse. I mean, you know, he, he pimped us out to so many countries. It was, it, it's bad, you know, but I fell for it, man. And I was along, I was on that train for a long time throughout almost the whole time that he was president, except for towards the end where I started to feel a little bit skeptical because I started to notice you know, certain connections like uh, Democrats with big pharma and stuff like that. There's a very tight connection there, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the mandating of vaccines when that started becoming a thing and all that. And, you know, I don't know whether, you know, people are pro or for it. It's not my place to tell you one way or the other, but I'm not for it. So that always is a red flag for me when people are forcing you to do something that you're not that 
that that's against what you're about. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of what started making me feel a little bit differently about that party. Okay. And the, the, the perception is that is the working class party, you know, that is the minority party, you know, but in reality, all the richest people in the world support and follow that party. You know, it's to me become the elite party, you know, and I think that they have really taken advantage of this uh, situation that we're in, like you said, whether it was, uh, there's two arguments. Oh, it was man-made or it was just, hey, you know, it just happened. You know, it just happened to leak out of Wuhan and go and do what it did. You know, whatever whatever you want to think. I don't know. There's different theories, you know. I know mm-hmm. what I feel, but I'm not going to get into all that. Let's just say, hey, look, a virus, you know, it snuck out of the lab and hit Wuhan and then went over to Europe and then boom, bounced over to America. Okay. Whatever the case. But I feel like if they didn't have their hands in it, then they were definitely complicit. And I think that they took full advantage of it. And what I'm talking about is the Democratic Party. Um, Yeah. And so just to give you a hint of who I wouldn't vote for, (laughs) because I can't you hear me correct. Good. Right, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You 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 can't you can't um you I I can't like feel good about voting against things you know things that are important to me like my principles and ideals I can't I can't feel good about that even though what everyone is thinking is the cool hip thing to do well I never follow trends. You know, I don't follow trends. I, I, I analyze a, a situation and I digest it and then I make my decision based on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, there's a lot of fuckery just to, 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 to be frank about it. There's a lot of fuckery going on with that party that that that, you know, the, that whole Democratic side of things. And it just so happens that they are very tight with big tech and very tight with big pharma and very tight with all the mainstream media, except for maybe a couple of smaller outlets. So it's that coincidence is funny to me. You know, it's 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 strange to me because if especially what we're in the midst of right now, you know, you can really Uh see things in play right now. It's happening in real time right now that, you know, they are using every arm to, you know, number one, obviously the theme is Trump sucks, hate Trump, fuck Trump, Trump's the worst, get him out of there at any cost. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the theme. That's a theme that's going on. But you have to wonder to yourself. Because I, I didn't vote for Trump in 2016, and I wasn't a, a supporter of his. You know, I didn't hate him, but I didn't. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. Like, where's he coming from? You know, like, I was, I was not, I was not on that, on that, uh, you know, on that side of things. You know, 
But as time went on, I'm starting to realize that why is there such a campaign against this guy, though? Like, like between the, you know, the, the, the impeachment thing, which they found to be nothing. And then just like the constant barrage of hate mongering. There's something to that. And then I started to realize that, well, let me see. Was Trump a neo-Nazi before he ran for the presidency. Not that I could remember. He was a New York socialite. He did business with black people, Hispanic people. He was a businessman. He had he dated black women. He was friends with the gay lesbian community. So I don't I don't you know, he'd been on all kinds of talk shows, including Oprah Winfrey multiple times. And then all of a sudden, when he decided to run for president, he became a neo-Nazi. I just don't find that to be believable, you know? I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. I don't think Trump is, uh, is principally right-wing or whatever. I think Trump is just I dumb. So. Trump, 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 Trump is just someone who does everything to get what he wants. And I don't know if you saw that. There's this Netflix documentary on the guy that did his uh, his um, election campaign four years ago. Yeah, uh, that that guy got fired after a while, but he yeah. basically invented Trump the way he is now and his whole image. So this is something I don't the guy. Know about that. Well, what I know from Trump before he went into politics and stuff, I know about him. He's very good at. Um, he's he's basically a guy that does everything to try and get what he wants. And I don't know. I don't know the guy personally, but it seems like that from the outside. But I don't think I don't think of him as a very smart person, not even as a smart businessman. So I'm just thinking this guy just did whatever it took to be America, uh, president of the United States, and hey, it worked. And um, I'm not saying I, I applaud the ways and his rhetoric because, in all seriousness, whatever it is, what Democrats do or whoever does. I don't like that kind of rhetoric, obviously, but um, I don't know. It's just to me. Yeah, and, and I mean, look. I, w I would just say with Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Well, they, go on. They, yeah, I mean, my whole thing is this. You know, I was where you were at when he got, when he got, uh, when he won. My head was where your head is at right now. I just, you know, I never bought into the propaganda of the, of the racist thing because I lived in New York. You know, and, and Trump is known as like a, so, you know, he was known at one point as being like kind of a socialite and like he hung out with people of all races. So I never really mm -hmm. bought into that. And I can tell that they were really trying to use that to make him seem even worse, you know, mm -hmm. and you can really see it because the media will take something he said and edit it and then they'll just play one or two things that he says and it sounds horrible. But then if you watch the whole video, it's actually not as horrible as it seems, you know, but. I bought it. I was in. I was. I was with you on that. Like I was kind of like, yeah, what the fuck, blah blah blah. But the real, the reality is, I'm actually my 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 opinion of him has actually changed a little bit. Yeah. In, in recent in recent times, just because, mm. and you know, a lot has to do with it. Because to me, he's actually seeming more honest and more transparent to me. Uh, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe his words are a little bullish or crass. Some times maybe his 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 way of talking is not is not for everyone you know um but 
what he's actually doing is actually more honest to me than what I see the Democratic side doing. I'm going to be very, mm. very frank and very honest. And I don't think I've ever said this to anyone. I've, I've never we, I've never actually tackled this particular topic here on, on an interview. But I I think that. You know, it's going to be hard if you if you bought into what they were selling all the time on him. It's going to be hard to reverse that because they have such such ammunition with the media and with the social media and everything. I mean, they have a strong, strong arm there. So they're going to make him look like the worst person on earth. And it's going to be hard to reverse that, you know, because they're constantly pushing it. But yeah, I'm actually, I've actually been looking past all that and doing my own research and even looking back like, how was this guy leading up to this? You know, and like, he's been pretty consistently the way he is. <laughs> Actually, if you watch him on David Letterman or any of these things, he's, cons- you know, where they mentioned, you know, oh, would you ever run for president? And he was like, I don't think so. But if I did, this is what I would do. And he actually has done exactly what he said he would do if he ran for president, which I have to give him some kind of respect to that. You know, because Mm. say what you want about the guy. He's done exactly what he said he would do. I used to not, and I didn't know why I didn't like him. You know what I'm saying, Rob? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I I know what you're saying. I used to dislike him, and I used to dislike him because I was regretting. It's the, you know, not that it was the cool or hip thing, which it is the cool or hip thing to say fuck Trump. That's the cool, hip thing, you know. Mm. And I, I'm definitely not a trend follower, but it just became an indoctrination thing. It's like we were conditioned to be like this guy. And so I would just regurgitate that, you know. And, and then I started to wonder when I started to feel really bad in my gut about like what the other side was doing. When I started to really feel really badly about what was going on, what I was seeing right in front of me. I started to research this guy. I go, why did I hate this guy? Let me see what he did. Oh, he create he created uh, opportunity zones for minorities. Wow, that's terrible. Um, he gave black colleges more money than they ever got before in a lump sum. Wow, that's really racist. Um, he he raised unemployment for minorities and everybody else like way higher than anyone else has done in decades. Wow, that's terrible. You know, I don't know. He did things that benefited, you know, the American uh, workers. Wow, that's horrific. That's terrible for your country. He took he's trying to get everybody out of the Middle East, which people have been telling us, America, get the fuck out of the Middle East. He actually was the first president in years to actually say, I want everyone out of there. Somehow that's been turned around to be negative. Mm. You know, people have been saying, what the fuck, the Middle East, oh, get the fuck out of there. Oh, we got to we gotta make it, you know, we got to find peace in the Middle East. This is the first guy that has actually, on some level, accomplished that. And he is so hated that you can't, they can't even give him credit for that. So it, mm. it, it, it's, it started to dawn on me that, wait a minute. He's motherfucker. He's shaking things up. 
And these motherfuckers don't like it. You know, these people have deep roots in not only in D.C., but on the global scale. And they don't want this outsider business guy to come and shake things up and actually do something beneficial for the country. Because that doesn't work. That doesn't work for their agenda. That doesn't work for their what they want. Yeah, and that, I think that's, that's too a, much independence. That's too much too much independence, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's that is the problem though, I think. Um to me, politics, uh whether you're Trump, whether you're Biden, whether you're Clinton, whether you're whoever the fuck you are, and whether you're conservative or democrat, you 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 uh, got your fingers. Clinton, Obama, same thing. <laughs> Bush. Yeah, what do you yeah, exactly. What do you got? What do you got? Your what party you are? You're always getting lobbied by some people. You got your fingers into something. There's people, oh, yeah. you know, people with There's power that steer you. There's always yeah. something, and yeah, I can yeah. see how um, uh, Trump coming from a completely different angle, getting so popular. Um, he's spoiling the party for him because they they just do what they do, politicking, giving big pharma, big tech, everybody right. their advantages That's and right. doing what they do. And this guy's just saying, and I I don't know is I don't know all the reasoning behind him. I can't say, but uh, this guy's maybe not doing it in the same way, or not doing the same handouts, or doing it to the wrong no. people that they don't he's want not. it done to. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I, I can't, I can't tell because I can't see. But I just, I just, I'm well, just I, saying. I, I'm tell- every, everyone in politics, I don't, I don't trust. Yeah. I got a hard time he, trusting a politician. Just, That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to trust politics overall. But that's just the, that's the case in point. And, and, this, and mind you, this is coming from someone who is not a Trump person by default. Like, I'm not, like I told you, the first time I ever voted was, that was the first time and only time I have voted, you know, up until that point, the only time I had voted in my, the second time I voted, and by, the, and by what I'm telling you, you can probably guess who I voted for. The, <laughs> and because yeah, I, I think, I think it's guess. an important vote. Yeah, and and I think it's an important vote because the reality is, um, it's either politics as usual and censorship and taking away certain freedoms and back to the same old thing. It's not worse, or you know, keeping the economy going well. You you keep you hold on to your your and your constitutional freedoms and so on and so forth. I don't know, man. I mean, that's a pretty easy, you know what I'm saying? You have one side who's doing extreme things their way, like throwing like a big, huge tantrum. And a lot of people are getting hurt collaterally. You know, there's a lot of collateral damage what the one side is doing. And so you have another side who's going, you know what? You have your, you, you know, you, you still keep your freedom of speech. You do, we, we're not going to like tax you until, until you, you know, it's it, all these, it, it's, a, it's, it's a real easy decision. I mean, if you just took the whole fake propaganda racist part out of it, it would be an easy choice for just about anyone. You know, I don't want to be censored. I want to be able to say what the fuck I want to say in my music in real life on this podcast, I want to be able to have my free, my right to say whatever I got to say, whether you agree with it or not, it's my right, you know, 
what's happening here is people are starting to want to control what people say. And if you don't say what they want you to say, shut you off. You get canceled. You get deleted. That, to me, sounds like something very dark and very reminiscent of something that happened a long time ago in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's right. It's scary. You, but, it's scary, you, man. It's scary, Rob. But don't you think all, all living it? But don't you? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. But do you think that um, under a, under a Trump government that would not eventually go into the same direction? I would hope not. I mean, he's only going to have four more years. So what? I, I don't see. You know, money is, and I even had to ask this question: What was so bad that he did in the four years? Besides all the all the all the bullshit in the media about the Russia thing, which in the end they found was actually zero. They had nothing on the guy. Because believe me, if they had something on the guy, they would they they'll do anything to get this guy out of here. So mm -hmm. if they really actually had something on him, it would have stuck. They would have made it stick. So it yeah. just goes to show you that it goes to show you that they really didn't have anything because if they did, oh my God, they would have done anything. So, so besides the whole circus of that, what did he actually do bad for the country is what I want to know. What did he do bad? He kept the economy. He built the economy to a good place and made it even better than it was previously. He did deals that benefited our country, not other countries. And he helped minorities. I mean, he fucking, he undid some things that Biden actually put in place. You know, mm. the Biden passed the crime bill in the 90s. That put a lot of people in jail. Mm. A lot of minorities in jail. Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? This is the shit that people got to start thinking about. When you talk about politics, this is a perfect example Biden was 47 years politician, almost 50 years a politician in Washington, D.C. And all of a sudden now he's going to miraculously do all these things. He's had so many opportunities and he was part of the Obama administration. Why didn't he help minorities then? And this is coming from a Latino, right? I'm a minority. <laughs> so I have a, I have a place to say this. What mm -hmm. happened then? Why didn't he help? Latinos, why didn't he reverse some of the things that he did wrong previous to being with Obama? Why didn't he reverse them when he was with Obama as vice president? Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, at least say what you want about Trump. But the guy took office and made shit happen. He didn't talk about it. He said, OK, China, you're taking too much money from us. We got to redo this deal. You you're taking too much money. We got to redo this. You you know, he fucking handled business. Because he didn't come from he didn't come to the position from a political standpoint, from a politician standpoint. He came to it from a fucking businessman standpoint. Like, and what say maybe, yeah, maybe he does want to win. Maybe it's for selfish reasons that he just wants a win-win-win. But if it's a win-win-win for everybody, hey, I'm cool with that. You know? Why do you think yeah. this guy has so many people supporting him now that are Latino and black and everything else? Because people are starting to wake up and realize, oh, shit, this guy's actually making moves while these politicians are still talking all that political shit. Joe Biden yeah. is a fucking clown. He's a puppet. No one ever talks about in the headline news how Joe Biden eulogized a KKK member. Never. Mm. Yeah.
he eulogized someone that was actually a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, you imagine if Donald Trump did a eulogy for someone in the KKK, they would have hung him in the street. They would have hung him in the street and dismembered him. Yeah, yeah, that, that, well, that's true. Joe Biden actually But, eulogized a KKK member. Yeah. <laughs> Senator But, Byrd, who was actually a member of the Ku Klux Klan, who was in our government, which is shameful and disgraceful. But yeah. nobody talks about that. How many things has Joe Biden said that are like the most bigoted, racist fucking things in the world? And well, it just goes. But 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 they don't. But they control the media. They control. Yeah, the yeah, no, things. yeah. That, you know? That's true. That's People true. People got to fucking but, snap out of it, man. When when when, you know, we're getting censored left and right here. If you say anything Trump related or anything against the Democratic side of things, you get your account shut off. You get censored on Facebook. You get censored on YouTube, on Twitter. And you get censored everywhere. That's what's happening right now here in America. Mm. There's something very fundamentally very wrong about that. I don't care where you stand well, politically. Yeah. If you don't see that there's something fishy about that, that there's something disgusting about that, man, you really got your fucking head in the ground, man. You really got, I, I, you're, really, you're really not paying attention if, if you think that that's okay for people to censor you. Because you're not saying what they want you to say. That is fucked yeah, up. I agree. I think wh whatever side it comes from, um, you're, you're right to Democrat. voice your opinion should be first. <laughs> huh? The what? Democrats. The biggest contributors well, I, I, to the Democratic I, Party are big tech. They've contributed millions uh, yeah. and billions to them. So it's all like what that's what I back to my point earlier. They're all they're one in the same. At this stage in the game, of course, they're one. Po po the, polit the politicians on the Democratic side, big tech and big pharma, might as well be one person. Yeah, no, no that's. I mean, that's. I think that's uh, that clear. I mean, and and but but don't you think at a don't you think that at one point they might have approached Donald Trump too to to get them to be I'm their sure. puppet as well? I'm sure, but I think they that he took. I mean, it would be weird if they wouldn't. I, I would be weird if they wouldn't, and I would guarantee that they did. But I think that yeah. that's where we are right now. I think that we are where we are because he actually took the other road. He didn't want to become their puppet. And I think the minute he said no to that offer, he was demonized. Yeah. He was demonized. I swear the guy was not a Nazi or racist. You know, maybe he was a brass guy, a brash guy. Maybe he was crass. Maybe he was like a bullheaded guy on, you know, maybe you didn't like his personality or his approach to certain things. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. But he was never a fucking racist white power Nazi until he ran for president. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think the reality is he came to rock the boat. For whatever reason it is, it's working to to the common person's benefit. The Republican Party has turned into the working class party. The, yeah. the, the other party has become this elitist Hollywood party. And actually, the Republican Party is actually doing things to benefit the common average Joe. Mm. And people mm -hmm. are not wrapping their heads around that. People are still, you know, I don't know, man, but I sit back and I digest everything and I critically think about things and I research things and I actually watch what's happening. And that's how I make a decision. I don't listen to what Lady Gaga tells me to do. <laughs> I don't listen to what Tom Hanks and Lady Gaga tells me I should do. 
when I see Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks and all these famous people saying the same exact parroting what a politician says, and then I see the guy from Facebook parroting what he said, and I, I, I'm, when I look at that, when I look at all that, I go, something is very fucking fishy here. Something smells very rotten to me here. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge game of mafia. That's what it is. Dude, it is a huge game of mafia, and they are mafia. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I don't know, you know, and I, you know, I'm not saying I want, you know, what? I, I, there's no invested interest for me to, to to back Donald Trump. I mean, I'm not related to him. He, you know, he's not going to give me any money. I mean, this is just purely from experience. Like from yeah. what I've seen, I think that the worst thing that the Democrats and or whatever side, I don't care. I'm not really. I'm not any party, bro. I'm black and blue party. I don't claim mm -hmm. Democrat. I don't claim Republican. I'm a hardcore kid. I, I claim black and blue. So this is just strictly from me using common sense. This yeah. is where I stand personally. I'm not saying it's right or wrong for you. I don't know, whatever. But personally, that's that's how I feel about it. I feel like people are like buying into the hype and buying into the propaganda and buying into and not really stepping back and going or not. Or they're too lazy to do research about something, too. I'm finding that to be a, a common thing. You ask somebody, hey, why do you hate that? Um, because I looked on my Apple Watch. And on my <laughs> Apple News, on Apple News, they told me I should hate that person. Or I should vote this way because uh, uh, Zuckerberg told me to. You know? Well, People are I not using their own fucking brains. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, you, yeah, you get excited. It's my kids' want. future, great. man. Yeah, of course. It's my kids' future, you know? It's but, not, forget about you, me, you, it's my kids. You, you, you touch upon a good point there, and it, it doesn't matter if it's about Trump and Biden or whatever it is, but we're living in times now, and we're talking about that before with the whole corona thing, too, and being critical of that. We're living in times now, too, where people that would maybe have thought about this a couple of years ago I'm afraid to think about it now because I know if I'm going to think critical about this, what is going to happen to me? What is going to happen to my image? What is going to happen to so how many. do people, how do people view me? You know, and it's sad, I mean, bro. It's what it's you. Sad. It's what no, I know. It's what you said. People, people get as we call it. Well, this seems to be a new fucking term. Uh, people seem to get canceled um, with whatever they do or as a person. If you say things that you probably just said because they think oh freddie uh freddie's not supposed to think that freddie's supposed to think what everybody thinks and i think that's very fucking ignorant and it's very dangerous because it creates a society of fucking clones that don't do anything else than just do whatever is fed to them and that's what exactly what you were saying and it's a very dangerous progression i think for humankind because this will this will it's basically you know it's basically gonna say you know it's like oh you said that you're racist Oh, you, yeah, yeah. you agree with something that Trump did? You're racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's 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 very sad because this applies to many things where they want to. I mean, this is I see what is one of the bigger things that is being indoctrinated with people now. Don't be critical. Just follow suit. But and when yeah. you're critical, think you're critical. You know, think you're critical. If you're if you're a vegan or a vegetarian. Yeah. And you and I'm a vegetarian, and 
you're critical of, of, of the meat industry. Okay, that's okay. That's as far as we go. That's an accepted. You can, you can be critical of that. Um, you can be critical of, of drug abuse. Okay, that's as far as it goes. But other than that, don't be too critical. And that is crazy because I'll, also here out in Europe, I see people um, with the same problems that you're seeing in the States. And I see it myself too. I mean, people are getting... Um, are people like adding people are very unhappy with the way governments have been running their countries for years and years and decades now. And now there's actually crazy people coming up with crazy ideas and very right-wing ideas where actually sure. people start falling for and actually get votes and actually get voted into, into, into congresses and countries and get certain positions of power because people are mistaken people for a solution because right. other people have been disappointing them and just have been playing games with big money big pharma and big tech and not doing things for the people and that is the sad thing about this a lot of times people don't vote for people that are that i would never vote for because it, it's it's too crazy in a certain political direction for me but um they're not even they're not even doing that because they're so convinced. They just think, well, these might be the people with a solution because I don't know what to do anymore. And that is that is, I think, the whole bankruptcy of this whole system that we've come yeah. to a point now where everybody's yeah. like, yeah, when is capitalism actually going to implode? Well, I think yeah. we're getting to that point very gradually and slowly, and or we were getting to it gradually and slowly, and it's yeah. it's 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 getting quicker now because everybody's starting to see the interconnection of politics and the big business and how it doesn't benefit them. Oh, everybody with a different opinion that it's halfway acceptable or sounds acceptable to people is now getting, getting a following. And in Europe, it's actually, I'm not saying it's getting scary, but it's, yeah. there's some doubtful th stuff going on. You know, obviously yeah. the States is, 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 a, is a different thing for itself again, but yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and this is what I, this is what I see happening, and it's indeed it's a thing that is happening worldwide. And then this um, this whole political direction, whatever in which everything is going, and then the whole Corona thing on top of that, and people looking at how they can use certain things in a strategic ways of thinking. It's fucking insane, and it's actually yeah, it is insane. It's, it's 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 if you if you think about this too much, I mean I think about it a lot, but if yeah. you it can also take over your life, and then I can see yeah. you. Yeah. I can see certain people going halfway yeah. insane because it's actually an insane thing. <laughs> yeah, but look, but for me, it's real simple, though. It's like you got to sometimes sit back. I mean, uh, you, you're right, too, what, to your point. You, you, you did say, you know, that there's a lot of people that are looking for alternatives because they're, they're kind of sick and tired of the, 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 the system that's been in place for decades, decades and decades yeah. and decades. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. And yeah. that's exactly why Trump has popularity here with all yeah. races. Let me clear the mm -hmm. that. It's with all races because for some, mm -hmm. for some weird reason, people think that it's only white rednecks that follow Trump. And not the case. I'm sorry to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people that, that, that back. Why? Because like I said, he's shaking up that system that's been in place for fucking decades. But I know what you're saying. People look for an alternative. I wouldn't put him under the category of the right-wing alternative, but mm -hmm. that's the picture that they will paint for people. That is the picture yeah, yeah. that they want mm -hmm. to paint for people. They want to say, well, you want to go with our more, you know, with you either go our route or you go the route of a Nazi, you know? And I think yeah. that that's unfair because that's a picture that they've painted, but it's not really based in reality, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. 
I don't know. I'll get off the subject, but but my point is, <laughs> I didn't just you know, I, I I didn't fucking you know, I didn't recklessly vote, and I think a lot of I, I think I think that's when you do vote, when you actually take the time out to do something like that. That's it's a very important right that we have here, anywhere, everywhere, you and your. Yeah. In your country, in this country, it's an important right to have. I think that um, I think that it's something to be taken seriously. Like I said, I only did it one other time, and then I did it this time because that's how crazy things are here. Right? That I was compelled to vote against what I think is insanity that's going on. It's censorship, indoctrination. It's of sick, sick behavior, man. Fear mongering. There's a lot of weird shit going on, and it's coming mostly from one party. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of the same. A lot of you know, all those elements coming from one side, and it's sickening. It's sickening to me, man. It's it's disturbing to me. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's an unpopular thing because they've gotten a hold of the music industry. They've gotten a hold of how. So, you know, they want to make it unpopular to go against it. They make it unpopular. It's the unpopular thing because, hey, you know, Lady Gaga said so, you know, because, uh, you know, your favorite actor said so. You know, it's like, you, you know, back to the whole cancel culture thing. I, the, point be, the point is people... Need to really start doing research. Stop being lazy. Stop being. Stop. Do research. Research what people have actually done for the country. Do we? Um, what's been going on here? All the censorship. You know, when COVID nineteen first hit, we we follow a lot of holistic doctors because we practice you know more natural alternative things. So we were looking at holistic ways to like overcome this. If God forbid we got it and all those doctors were being censored and I don't find that to be right. You know, you said those doctors were being censored. That was one of the first things that, yeah, the doctors were being taken off, taken off YouTube and taken off their platform for suggesting that you zinc and vitamin C and maybe try, you know, to nebulize you know, silver, which is a known thing, antimicrobial thing that's worked forever and ever. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were making suggestions on how to naturally combat this virus and mm-hmm. immediately getting shut down. That was one of the first eye-opening things for me is on the medical side of things. When I started to see these reputable, good doctors that were just legitimately trying to help people get through something, when I start seeing them get censored because they're not playing along, that's a problem. That's a problem for me. Yeah. No, yeah, I see that. And, and I, goes, I think you're and right. It, there it, there it must extends. be there must be be a tactic behind that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But anyway, well, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm but, uh, uh, I'm grateful for your long extensive political analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know we'd go no, there right off the bat, but I, I guess I had to get some shit off my chest. No, but that's no, but that's good. I mean, I've known you now, or been on tour with you guys, and we see a lot of each other every year for I don't know the last eleven years or something like that. Sure. So, yeah. 
we've 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 come to know each other pretty well and yeah. um i just always said to people that people have a certain image of madball and they got this image in the head of of what you guys are and what this band is that might have been true to a certain extent uh maybe a couple decades ago or 15 years ago whatever keep i say that what you think is <laughs> is very far removed from what what these guys actually are and i think you just you know giving your your take on that situation and um yeah and other things just proves that that there's more in there than just someone who is uh is, uh, is, 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 yeah, because I think people might think, oh, maybe still as violent and aggressive and this and that yeah. and, you know, every, solve yeah. everything with violence. And I'm like, guys, yeah. you have no idea what you're talking about because this is actually thinking people and, you know, like s- smart opinions. And also, I mean, this is, this is what I wanted to ask you. How much, how much actually, and we're getting away from the topic a little bit. So um, how much did touring the world change you as a person or was it not so much touring the world and seeing all these countries and all these different cultures and everything or was it just something that's um that just happened would have happened anyways you think it's immensely it's immensely immensely to answer your question it it changed me in you know it just gave me so much knowledge about different cultures and everything you know it's like it's really priceless you can't really put a price on what we've learned from being able to travel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better than any social studies class you can take in any school. I mean, you know, to actually go places and interact with different people from different backgrounds, different cultures, it's, uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it's molded us uh, tremendously, man, as people, you know. Uh, and luckily, we started doing it at a younger age, you know, because yeah, we we you know we were running around New York, you know, being rambunctious and you know, besides the hardcore stuff, you know, getting into trouble and this and that and just being yeah. young and wild and you know all that stuff, and it really sort of saved us in a lot of ways as well, you know, because it brought us, it took us out of that element, you know, um, and we really learned a lot, man, about, you know, like I said, different cultures, history, uh, so much, so much. I mean, there's no better history lesson than actually going to the place where, you know, things are from and like talking to the local people that maybe lived it to some degree, or maybe their great grandparents lived it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah. There's no school that can really teach you that, you know. Um, and I mean, you know, not every part of history is accurate either. We all, as we all know, as we well know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's for it's sure. just, there's no school like being able to travel and, and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. No school like so, that. So, so how much different do you think your life would have looked like if you, if you, if you wouldn't have done Madball? I can't even picture it, you know, because... I'm very grateful for that, man. You know, um, I can't imagine, really. I can't imagine how it would be. I can sort of picture it, um, but it could have gone a a variety of ways, man. You know, it could have gone an extremely negative route Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we had that 
like rebellious, rambunctious thing in us. So, you know, sometimes we would get wrapped up in things that we shouldn't get wrapped up in. And, and so it could have gone that route more, you know, it could have gone, mm-hmm. we could have gone down that path, um, which would have ended in a, you know, in a bad place, you know, mm-hmm. and mind you, and mind you, we've been down that path to some degree, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but, but if we would have stayed on that path, you know, could, could end in a real, real, you know, real bad way. Um, could have also gone the route of like, Hey, you know, getting, you know, a regular job and just, you know, living in one neighborhood and staying there and sort of, you know, which yeah. is not necessarily bad, but is it as fruitful, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, your horizon wouldn't be as broad. Yeah. My horizons wouldn't be as broad, you know, it's like, you know, and I'm not, you know, not just, it's hard. I mean, look, it, it's, it's all due to being thankfully and I'm grateful. It's, it's to do with the music, you know, it's because mm-hmm. we were connected to this scene and because we're a band involved in this scene and because, you know, there were doors that opened up for us, you know, abroad and we were able to go and, and, and adventure and do these things. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for the music, this wouldn't be the case, obviously, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm grateful, man. I'm eternally grateful for that experience alone. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it was, you know, it, it enriched my mind and soul, <laughs> you know, everything about us, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know? So, uh, how did a, how did a mad ball day on tour look like? 20 years ago when you came to Europe. What was the first time you came to Europe? Was that like, uh, that was with AF, right? If I remember correctly. Or was that not officially Madball Agnostic Front? The very first time I came was with AF, yes. It was probably was 92 or three. But you guys did some Madball before AF, right? As a sort of a supporter. Was that not the case yet? Was that the tour yeah, after Madball that? Was, Madball was, the first time I ever came to Europe, Madball supported mm-hmm. AF on their last warning tour, which was scheduled to be their last tour because they were moving yeah. on to other things. So they were mm. kind of like breaking up, breaking up and, uh, or going on a hiatus. And, you know, they were introducing Madball to the scene, you know? Yeah. And, But this was and, not the Madball as we know it now, right? This was no Hoya. Really right? No, this was pre-Hoya. And we had... Ball of destruction and dropping many suckers out. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so the tour after that was in uh, that was with what? That was with with, with Will Chapler, Hoya. Um, who was who was in that lineup that first tour that you came and you did a you did a you did full tour? That was the original lineup, Madball lineup. Um, it was a set it off lineup, right? With- It was a set it off lineup, exactly. Yeah. So the first time we went, we came, we we came to Europe as like an independent band, I would say, because of the very first time, you know, we were sort of, you know, uh, um, piggybacking off of AF. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like so- it was Roger on bass, all the guys from AF, and then me, you know, tagging along. Um, yeah. But then when we came independently, that was when AF was gone i guess you could say or temporarily gone and mm-hmm. will 
Will, Maddie, and Vinny came over to Madball, and then Hoya came on board, yeah. and it was me, and then that was, yes, the Set It Off lineup. And we toured, one of the early tours was with, like, the Bruisers or something like that. Yeah, I remember that tour. Four. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so how did, how did, the, how did the day on the tour there look like? I bet it was <laughs> a bunch different to, uh, to how it looks like now, huh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> what was that? Funny what was that? I, I bet it was, huh? Funny enough, we were in a bus, which is, you know, it's funny because I think we do more vans tour, van tours now, um, but but in Europe, I mean. But yeah. um, those, I can guarantee you, you do more van tours now. <laughs> yeah. We were on tour buses, but we were on these like old fucked up tour bus. <laughs> um, these old beat so, yeah, street it was, buses, it was huh? interesting, you know, it was like old beat the streets, these ratty, these ratty buses that were just getting broken in for the first time. We beat the street now, like the super high-end yeah. bus company, super but back yeah, then yeah. it was just sort of, you know, just, uh, just kind of starting out. So like, yeah, the buses, were, you know, it was budget friendly, obviously, because we're not making money. And, and so, yeah, we're in a bus, which we thought was, you know, and uh, playing, you know, some places were like legit clubs. Some places were a little more run down, like squatty kind of spots, you know, it was kind of like, you know, but it was cool. I mean, it was like it was it was a learning experience, man. And, 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 and the food situation was rough in the early days, you know, catering and all that wasn't what it is today. Um, yeah, everything was a bit different. Yeah, because now on tours, um, the days look a lot different, I think, than back in the day. I mean, uh, is that something you um, you you progress to over the years too, I guess, right? Tr trying to uh, trying to en maybe en enjoy, let's let's say, the riches of a country when it comes to uh, when it comes to culture or the food situation or whatever country has to offer. I feel like everybody appreciates it more now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we always appreciated it. I think I think that there's no doubt that we always appreciated that we were traveling and we were experiencing something new, a new place, a new culture, blah, blah. There's no doubt that we always appreciated it. But I think that we didn't really realize how much <laughs> it's like, we were kind of in the moment, and sometimes we'd be broke and not eating well, or by getting food from these clubs, which was not the best local food. It was just a slop thrown together by a, a promoter who was trying to save money, you know? So of course. some of these bad experiences <laughs> sort of put a damper on that experience, even though, we, yes, we did appreciate that we were there in hardcore music, in another country we did appreciate that, that yeah of course yeah yeah sometimes the experience itself sometimes itself took away from it you know but as we got older and more established and 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 things got better you know like with production and whatever else 
you know, not to say that it's all fancy, whatever, now, and we have caterers or whatever, no. But I'm saying as things got better and as we got more established as a band and as people, you know, and, and, and a little better. And, 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 and yeah, that, but we were always appreciative of it. But now more than ever, I think we really, uh, the things, the, the cultural aspect of it, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's uh, well, that's a fact. I mean, that's that's the thing when when either we're on tour or when I'm on tour with Bon for Pain. That's the thing. What I think I enjoy most besides the show itself is just yeah. getting somewhere in time and being able to chill out and going somewhere. Either the club gives you nice food or you go out and have a, have lunch somewhere, you know. And it's, it's just being nice, being a different country, being able to enjoy something you might not be able to enjoy at home food wise or drink wise and yeah. i think that's just you know that's that's just as important as playing the show for me it wasn't when i was 19 but it is now right 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 exactly exactly my point it's like when we were 19 i mean don't get me wrong we had some fun times we were hey let's go check out this bar or this beach or this thing or this uh uh cathedral or you know let's go to the square yeah you know that was always fun um, mm-hmm. but yeah, as you get older, the simplest things like having a good lunch or dinner before a show is vital. <laughs> you know, it makes a great an experience, you know, going somewhere. It's like, if you can go somewhere, it doesn't matter if the town is a small town or a big city. But if you can go somewhere and get there to where you can get at least one good meal in before the show, um, it, it, it you know it it, it changes it changes the experience drastically, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So out of all these years, you know, um, coming to Europe, I think you uh, you developed quite a taste for the uh, for the beer here too, right? Oh yeah, man. You know you're, me. you're breaking I'm, you're breaking up a little bit. German beer. Strictly German, huh? Okay, let me see. Well, that's not fair to say. There's actually nowadays there's a lot of great American beers that are have been coming out, a lot of craft beers and a lot of a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of America nowadays, but I'm partial to German beer. I like some Belgian yeah. stuff too. I like some Belgium stuff. I like some English stuff, you know? Um but my favorite of all time, I would say, it has to be German beer and Pilsner, to be more exact. You got a favorite brand? No favorite brand. I mean, as far as in America, I get what I can get. So I drink a lot of Bitburger, uh, Radeburger, Iyengar, um, those brands. Whatever I can get a hold of, you know? But in Germany, it changes altogether because in Germany, every town has their own version of a Pilsner, as you know, as you well know. Yep. And so it just goes as, as a matter of like, you know, where we are, you know, uh, it, I could not pick one solitary favorite beer in Germany because I've had so many good ones from so many different cities. Mm. It's crazy. You know, and then even when you get to Bavaria with the Hellas, that's a whole different style. But I love that as well you know yeah definitely yeah that's some good beers around it's and like you said almost every town has their own fucking brewery so it's great it's hard yeah it's hard 
<laughs> well, not hard in that way. <laughs> yeah. But it's, no, the, it's, e it's yeah. easy in, 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 in America to pick a favorite because you can only get a handful, you know. <laughs> oh, you're not into IPAs, right? No, I'm not a big IPA guy. I'm not, not to say that I wouldn't have one every now and again. Uh, I, you know, I'm not opposed to, to trying out a new one or something, but I can't sit there and drink those all the time. Like that, that's, that's too much for me. Yeah. So what's your, what's your favorite American brewed beer? One of my favorites for years and years and probably still stays in the top five for me is Anchor Steam from San Francisco. Yeah, I like that one. And I guess you would call it a steam. They call it a steam. I don't know. That's like its own style. Um, they also do an ale. They call it, they have Liberty Ale, which is nice. Um, mm -hmm. Same brewing company, Anchor. Um, uh, Victory, Vic, Victory Pills. Victory is another company. I think they're out of PA, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they do a, they do some nice beers. They have like a couple of different styles, but I like their Pilsner. Um, let me see, American beer. Um, what about the Sam Adams? You like that? Sam Adams is good, man. Uh, you know, it's mainstream, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll pick the Sam Adams over a lot of other mainstream beers. You know, if I go somewhere and it's like Bud, Corona, Coors, blah, 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 Sam Adams. I'll say Sam Adams. Yeah. And any day. You any know, day. it's like all the usual shitty beers. Sam's, it's got to be Sam. I'm sorry. What, what, about, what, what about your former, uh, your former local brewery? My former local, oh, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Lager. Lager. Brooklyn Lager is great. And they have and they have a Pilsner. I think they have a Pilsner now, too. They're, You're breaking up again. Brooklyn Lager. They have a Pilsner. They probably have an IPA. Brooklyn is one of the best. Yo, sorry, man. Am I there? Am I there? Uh, uh, you Yep. Let me hear you. Hello. I ain't I'm breaking here. up. Let me go to my house now that nobody's here. It's breaking up again. Wait, is this better? Say again? Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Okay, cool. I'm here. So what were you yeah, saying about uh, Brooklyn? I love Brooklyn. I, I, I'm actually, I, I, should, I should definitely mention them because... Um, Besides the fact that we worked with them, be, even way before that, I had I, I used to drink Brooklyn in Brooklyn, <laughs> um, and even everywhere else we went, you know, we we would drink Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a great American beer. Yeah, yeah, I got introduced to that by, by Jimmy Gestapo at one point when we were in New York, ah. and uh, I was I was at the bar with him, and he's like, "Let me buy you a beer," and I'm like, "What are you gonna?" He's like, "No, you're gonna like this. I know your you Europeans probably." Take the piss, American beer, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you something good. And he got me Brooklyn Lager, and yeah, that was that was good. I was I like that. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn's good, man. Brooklyn's a good a good solid American beer. Um, there's yeah. a lot, man. There's so many now. You know, there's so many craft companies like yeah, there's uh, a lot. Colorado, California, New York. Every, you know, and a lot of them do pilsners and lagers and and whitesons and everything too. 
Oh, yeah, they, they're doing all that, man. You know, some of them do it good. Some of them don't. They have their own take on it. I mean, I feel like they should have, like, something called an American Pilsner because yeah. um, they're, they're, some versions of Pilsner is not a Pilsner at all. <laughs> no, the, the, the taste is a little bit different. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's, like, too hoppy to be a Pilsner or something, you know? Um, yeah, I, th I think they're too much. I think they're too... Uh, <laughs> Too, too caught up in their IPAs and then it's yeah. just they think they do a Pilsner and it's still an IPA. <laughs> it's still an IPA. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I'll taste something and I go, this is not a fucking Pilsner. What is this shit? You know, but I'm a spoiled. Yeah. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled from going to Germany for fucking since I was 16 years old, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or whatever, 18, 17, whatever years old I was. What, were, you, were you picky with the beers back then? No. No, I didn't know shit about beer back then. No. I mean, I drank beer. Actually, that yeah. was where I started learning, though. That was where I started learning because before that, you know, we were drinking a lot of, like, New York, like, street beer. You know, we were drinking 40s of, like, St. Ives and, like, malt liquor, like, garbage, like, pure garbage. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's not comparable to beer. <laughs> no, it's not comparable to beer. You know, and, and, and funny enough, my, my dad was a big fan of Heineken, and that was, like, fancy to me. Like, my dad always liked Heineken. And even yeah. to him, he thought he was being fancy. You know, he, he was like, hey, I mean, that's so mainstream. Heineken now is just like, it's like any other fucking main brand. But it's still decent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate Heineken. You know, I'll still have that over a lot of other beers. But, but. Uh, well, I'll definitely but, have it over a lot of that, over a lot of American mainstream beers. That's for sure. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. So, I mean, I mean so my, dad, my dad was hip to like the, the imported stuff back in the days, which I was, I'm pretty impressed by now. But, uh, but yeah, man, we drank garbage. But when I started going to Germany and, 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 and I'm, you know, I remember learning, you know, watching the guys over there open up their beers with fucking just about anything, you know, a lighter, <laughs> this, that, all just that whole culture. I was like really impressed by that. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, like, fuck. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Guys opening up beers so with their eyeballs and their fucking nose and their fucking teeth <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, yeah, I seen that happen. Cringy when they open it with their teeth, leave alone their eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, but as a as a as 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 a as someone um, from Latino background, yeah, um, we we've talked about this. Well, you, you you're into football too, right? I know. Ah, you know that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I have to act like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> of what, course. What's, I what's am. your favorite? What's your favorite team? I don't have you a got favorite one team. Them. I don't have a favorite team because I just love the game very much. You know, I I, I had a lot of cut. My I mostly got into football through my Colombian side. My dad's Colombian. My mom's Cuban. Cubans are not really big with football, but Colombians, you know, it's a big deal to them as much as it is to any European. You know, football is a, yeah. is a part is a religion. You know. Mm. And I didn't take to it right away because I was born in the States. You know, a lot of my cousins, you know, some of my cousins were born in Colombia. So they played it over there and then came over, you know. So they were more like, you know, it was more like a part of their culture. With me, I had all these other sports to deal with. You know, I was doing football and basketball and this and that, you know. But when I did finally discover football, um, I really took to it. You know, I really, I really embraced it. And it's actually the only sport that I ever actually played uh, on a team. 
you know, uh, I loved all, I loved sports overall, but I never played, you know, football, like American football on a team or basketball on a team, you know, um, football, soccer was the first sport where I actually, you know, uh, I went and I did a clinic and then I joined the team and I was actually, you know, I played it like, you know, in, in a competitive way, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you still I love play- it. Huh? Do you still play? Do you still play Sunday leagues around where you live? You you were a no, team for a while, right? I start. I got. I got together with like an old man team, and 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 uh, you know, a few years back. But then my do- a few years back, but then my daughter was born, and it became too much because I had to travel kind of far from my house to go play with the guys, and so I kind of phased out of it. I'm 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 hoping that maybe one day I can find something a little bit more local. Mm-hmm. Um, to where I'm at, but, uh, it became hard, you know, but it was fun to play again. You know, I, I, I joined an old man league and I put a uniform on again and it was like, it was fun. It was fun. And I really love football, man. I really do. And, 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 and I love the South American style. I love the European style. I'm just a lover of the game, you know? So I'm not like a statistics guy, you know, yeah, there's teams that I like more than others from different countries, but I'm not a guy that's going to pick a team and all that shit. Like, I, I just love the game, you know? Yeah. You think you're going to go watch uh, that new Miami team? Oh, I would certainly do. I would certainly do. Yeah. I mean, I would love to be able to get behind it, you know? It, it, hopefully they do it right and they get some good players and I would support it, you know, because, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm now, you know, I'm now in that area. So I would totally back it, you know. Uh, I just hope that they have a good uniform and shit like that. I heard some f- weird things about how they're going to fucking roll it out. So I'm just kind of getting bummed out already. I'm, I've, what I'm I've, I, I think they're, I think they're playing already, aren't they? And I yeah. think Are they playing? They, Are they playing already? Don't, don't, I thought it wasn't have, even. Don't they have pink uniforms? Uh, yeah, see, <laughs> see, I don't back it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna go support. I'm gonna go support a New York team. Never mind. <laughs> Pink looks looks good in you. You should get a jersey. It's, Wait, look, it's I'm, nothing to do with any kind of phobias of any kind. I just you just don't think like. Pink. It's a shitty color for football. I don't know. That's all. It's yeah, just like I don't me. like ne- I don't like neon green. I don't like neon green for football either. You know, it's not to do with pink or any kind of anything. It's just to do with. It's an ugly color for a football uniform. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me see if this is actually true. Yeah, into Miami they're playing a lot. They just lost to Toronto last week. No way, uh, is that true? Yeah. They, oh, they and they won against the Canadians already. Jesus. And they, and they, and they, and they won against uh, against Cincinnati. But let me see here. Um, are they actually in pink? Are they in pink? I will figure this out. Um, and they are in pink. Yeah, they're in pink. <laughs> Pretty in pink. I mean, pink, I will say that Miami is very art deco, you know, and pink is kind of like a color, you know, like pink and like that, that sort of pastel blue and like all that, all those kind of art deco colors are like, kind of like a Miami thing, you know, I, but I, don't, I like pink. I don't think it has to be so literal either. I mean, you have to be I, so stereotypical and like pick like art deco colors. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, rock, I rocked a pink polo last summer, so why not, you know? Hey, I know you do. I know you like pink. Yeah, I, do. <laughs> I like pink. I like short shorts, you know? Yeah, That's you like, like short shorts. Very, very, very un-American. You, 
You should, you should be in Miami. <laughs> I, yeah, you better you watch it. Miami. It might be. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> you, you know, you don't know. Oh God, yeah, I don't know. But uh, no. yeah, all these, every everybody's all these teams are all these sports are playing without without uh, without fans anyway. So it's kind of it's kind of so fucking kinda, bizarre. Yeah, it's it's crazy to watch. It's crazy to yeah. watch. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I, I, I hope they don't think this is gonna be forever because they'll lose me. But yeah, you know. they're trying to make it feel that way. You know, I think they're trying to make it feel that way. But I think honestly, it won't be. You know, I think uh, eventually this shit is gonna fade out. I mean, it's gonna get old, no matter what you think about it, or no matter where you stand politically, or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I, I I fear that if the wrong people get in power, it might go longer than we wanted to. So we got to be careful yeah. about that. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could be, could be. Hey, yeah. uh, before we before we close, yeah, I got a couple questions for you. Answer quick. Yeah. yeah. Favorite non favorite non hardcore artist. Mm, fuck. Favorite non hardcore artist. Yeah. Uh, not nothing punk. Nothing hardcore. Okay. Um, um, I'm waiting one. I'm waiting for one that might surprise people. <laughs> um, it's so I'm I'm just running through my brain of genres and bands and things. I mean, it'd be hard to pinpoint one, man. Um, I think I think I really, love, I really I really think Bob Marley pops up in my head a lot. As a uh, as a singer, front person, and message wise, you know. Yes, yes, uh, definitely. It might be kind of a generic answer, but really, if you think about it, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, there's so many great front people. I mean, Freddie Mercury was great. You know, um, mm. James Brown is great. You know, it's hard to pick one. I, I'm one of those guys. I hate to do that because it's like I really don't have one favorite front person or band or genre or anything I, mm -hmm. i'm just a lover of all of it it's kind of like football you know I, it's yeah. hard to i mean i do have one football player that i really loved growing up was pele mm. um you know pele was my f favorite of all time but you know i don't know it's uh, with with music yeah it's, it's tough man you know with music and sports to be honest yeah yeah i got that but bob but, uh, comes up as a lot like his presence his charisma his voice his message really dope what about uh what hardcore band was the biggest influence on madball bar af killing time <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no it's, doubt it's, hands down hands down it's it's my favorite band from from new york for sure oh wow that's awesome. i love everything i love i love everything about him yeah same same i mean you know we all everyone has absorbed other influences be it be it the Cro-Mags or be it the Brains or like, uh, uh, you know, even other other areas like Negative Approach from the Midwest. They were big, big, yeah, yeah. a lot of New York bands as well. So like, you know, we all got a little bit of different influences mixed in and, you know, AF goes without saying. But I would say majorly killing time after Agnostic Front as far as uh, influential people to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So, just just a relationship, just a quick sidestep. Like when when you first started going to shows in New York, so when you were like really, really, really young. Yeah. 
what did you did you think what the fuck is this or was it was it all just natural or were you like kind of like uh, I got no idea how to interpret this as a kid. Um, might have been hard for a full for a gr- full grown person at that point in time to interpret what it was. I guess. So. Yeah, maybe it was easier that I was little because you, when you're young, you're impressionable. You're a sponge. Yeah, um, I had a lot of not to get too deep into it, but I had a lot of uh, you know, uh, t- uh, uh, dysfunctional things going on at home too. So. Mm-hmm. I think I viewed it in a few ways. It was like an escape from like a certain environment. You know, it was walking into a, you know, not so, not, not necessarily a safe environment because when I was introduced to it, this was the Lower East Side or East Village, Alphabet City in the early 80s. So it was yeah. a wild place. So it wasn't necessarily mm. a safer environment. But I felt safe. I felt comforted by the people that I met and by the music. Yeah. I love I, I took to the music. I I, I don't know. I, I guess I could I guess you could say that I naturally liked it because I wanted to continue to do that. Like I, I didn't say, hey, I never want to go visit my brother again, man. That shit was scary as fuck. You know, <laughs> I, I I said the opposite. I was like, when mm-hmm. when can I come back? Can I just move here? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was at the end of that trip. You know, it's shocking, of course. You know, you're seven, eight years old, and you're in the LES, and you're going to club. You know, you're seeing all this stuff, and but it also didn't feel like it was, you know, that strange either. For some reason, yeah. I guess because yeah. maybe I knew my brother was already kind of in that and looked a certain way, so I was already a little bit conditioned. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I took to it. You know, obviously. Obviously, obviously, yeah. And you never left, I guess. Well, you left yeah. from the LES, but not from the scene. So, yeah, yeah. never. My heart, yeah. my heart was always there. <laughs> favorite, favorite city in Europe to play. Let's make a favorite venue. Come on. Shit, man, you put me on the spot, man. There's so many good ones. Ah, I, I mean, everybody hard. know. Everybody knows that you can't think of everything at this point. But something that pops in your head, would you say? I like Sofia. I like Sofia, Bulgaria. That club that we play there all the time. What's it called? Um, it's called. Goddamn! I know exactly what you mean. Alex will, be, Alex, Alex will be angry at us for us both of us not both of us not knowing. But Alex, sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the the name is at the tip of my tongue, but yeah. But, but but the club but the but the but at least I'm shouting out the city and the scene. So Sofia, Sofia, yeah. Bulgaria. I mean, <laughs> they've been consistent for years. I mean, that's not to take away. I mean, there's a lot of scenes that have consistently been great for us there. But I don't know something about when you go into that room and we play. It, it's it's like always as good as the last time. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's I, like the energy and the the appreciation is felt. The energy is felt. Nothing seems like I'm walking into a room where people think they're cool and it's like a vibe of like cool shit and like, you know, it's not corny. It's like, it, it's very uh, authentic and organic and good feeling, like how hardcore should be, you know? Yeah, exactly. Club is called not Mixed posturing, it's No posturing, no making shoe, horseshoe things and <laughs> watching each other and let's watch what he does and let me make sure that I do the right thing. Otherwise, they'll cancel me, you know? Yeah. 
it's, uh, by it's the way, just, to... it's just a free for all. It's just a, a lot of good vibes, good vibes yeah. coming out of people. And when you let yourself loose, when you let yourself go and actually live the moment and feel it. And that's, that's when you have a good time, you know? Of course. Mixtape five is the name of the club. Mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. That mixtape mixtape five, right? Yeah, mixtape, mixtape five. I don't know what the okay. proper name is, but I think mixtape or mixtape five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah shout out to mixtape five. Look at that. I gave you a big props right there because, I mean, there's so many clubs I could choose, right? I mean, SO36 is always a good time, you know, like in Portland. Of course, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many, you know, there's clubs, you know, have had great shows and where you're at and Essen, you know. I mean, all over the, all over, all over Europe, period. Yeah. You know, London yeah, is always cool, you know, the underworld is always, always fun. Of course, yeah, definitely. But there's all, you know, there's always a line of clubs. There's always these ten to twenty clubs where you know when we go there, when I go there with a band or whatever it is, it's it's a sure shot. It's gonna be great. The food is gonna be nice. People are gonna be appreciative. The show's gonna be rad. You know, it's just I don't yeah. know. That's that's just one of those things. And I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh agree. yeah, okay. Mix it, mix it. Five, uh, Azo, Underworld, all good choices. Yeah, let's go put it to an end here. Yeah, yes, wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> hey, it was great having you on the on the pod, and hey. it was uh, it was good talking about some topics that you know maybe you don't usually talk about. No, yeah, no, for sure. I definitely touched on some things that I haven't spoken on before. I mean, I've 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 touched on it very briefly in other interviews but to be honest i haven't done very many during this whole uh thing yeah. so yeah it's good to get some shit off my chest whether people agree with it or not it's 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 good to get it off my chest i appreciate you having me brother <laughs> i appreciate no problem you always yeah appreciate yeah. you for being on it hey freddie we'll talk and thanks for being yeah. honest yeah brother talk soon all right talk soon bye bye